Ladies and gentlemen, time has come. Believe the Peep Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the man of the hour, now rise up and feel the power. Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> Yo, how's it going there, bud? Hey, man. I mean, look, here's the thing, bro. Wrestling. We had some wrestling this week. Some wrestling. Some of yeah. that. Some of that. Some of that big meaty men slapping meat. Meaty men slapping meat. All right. Um. I'm also. Uh, hi. I'm Duke. I'm not. I'm not doing my whole whole thing. They call me the Duke of Derbs. Anyway. Um. <laughs> I got no energy. I'm like coming off like a fucking really exhausting week. Um. But. Um. That's why I didn't even get up yesterday. I was like, you know what? I could, but then like, no. <laughs> um, so I just slept. Uh, but I had my uh, my one year anniversary on Twitch. That was pretty cool. Um, um, I also had my birthday, like just so. Um, but I didn't really do anything for it's that. A so. Brother, brother, birthday. Yeah, so I guess if you wanna if you wanna do that on t- like wish me a belated birthday on Twitter, this is literally coming out like two days later, so <laughs> it's a little behind, but um, that's how it goes sometimes. But um, not like a like spectacularly good amount of really good wrestling this week, but you know enough. Um, some some interesting stuff. Yeah, and we'll, we we'll got talk some, about it. Yeah, and we got some some discussions we'll we'll have throughout the show with some of those promos and stuff, and it'll be a good time. It'll 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 Expect be a fun there to be show. Some debate, uh, which is when our episodes do I think the best, and we have a little bit of debate back and forth. If some there's anim- not some good debacle, and we're doing it wrong. I haven't called you a fucking fucker by the end of the show. It's not a good one. Um, we're gonna be standing up, screaming, shouting from the heavens. We're gonna be fucking selling them the fucking anyway. Um. Uh yeah so that being said I guess I guess we'll just jump straight into it I won't I won't dilly dally around uh except for with these few opening things like you know follow like subscribe whatever the button is it's not either the follow subscribe <laughs> whatever the fucking buttons are on the you know what just if you're on a podcast platform click the button that you see on your screen that corresponds to that it's what whatever the one on Google is whatever the one I think it's I think it's it's I think follow and subscribe are the right ones, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it depends um, on the platform. Yeah, I just don't know what applies to what anymore. I've lost my mind. Anyway, um, and uh, also make sure to leave review and all that, and as well as you know, follow on their platforms. I'm at Bane Duke on Twitter. Charlie's at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. Bane Duke is B A N E D U K E. In case it sounds weird, because I talk too fast. And let's get straight into favorites, Charlie. I have the first poll this week, and I went ahead and did something. And, uh, you know, quite a few times this year, um, it has been the women's match for me. And I think it's because a lot of times then they put one women's match on the show. They tend to try and show up and show out. And I respect that, you know, give, give, you know, do what you can with the time that you're given. You know what I mean? Um, But this was a case where obviously it was a little bit overbooked. Um... Like, so so should I include the whole sector, like the whole thing with with Soraya and all that? Or can I just talk about the match, Charlie? (laughs) 
we can just do the match and then we'll we'll circle back later. Okay, because I don't want that to impact how we how we look at this. Because I was really it's the match. I could care less about the lumberjacks, to be honest with you. Um there was some interesting stuff in there, but I'm more interested. Can do you have like notes on what everything that like all the like this the storylines that could come out of that lumberjack nonsense? Because there was like a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if I caught um, everything. For the most part, a little bit. I mean, I got names and maybe a little bit of interaction. Not, not like every detail, just like because I know a couple people scrapped in it, and I'm just not sure exactly who did what. I know that's how we got uh, Willow versus Jamie, but I don't know. Yeah, if there was anything else like teased up in there, maybe not. Um, I thought there was something with Athena, but I can't remember. Anyway, um, so anyway, it was Tony Storm versus Serena Deeb for, I believe this was uh for the AEW interim Women's World Championship. And uh, they did some nice technical wrestling. Um, oh, my theory with the whole lumberjack thing, I guess I will include a little bit about it, is I think it's going to lead to like a 10-woman tag match or something like that. That's where my head goes, you know what I mean? Just because there was so many okay. people out there and they haven't done. Like, if Soraya is really wanting to do like she did a lumberjack match, if she wants to keep doing all these firsts for women, and that, would be, that would be one. I don't think we've had like a giant massive more than like six-woman tag match, I don't think, right? So and we've had a few of those with the elite. So I know they've been trying to move away from them because they're kind of clunky. But I mean, you know, whatever. Um, it's very AEW. Um, they had some crazy submissions back and forth. I, again, I always sleep on on Tony's ability to do that because you know she's just so young that she just didn't get used. I think a lot and you, both in NXT and when she was in the your main roster. So like, I I don't know if there's just like some weird perception with her. But honestly, now that she's got that championship on her, Charlie, I just I. I'm, I, it's going to be awkward when, when Thunder comes back and I'm going to have to be like, I think I like Tony better as champion, you know, like, oh, it's, it's, it's feeling different in, uh, in the best way. And I hate that, that, that the, the way things worked out for Thunder, because I still believe she can be that star that AEW's women's division needs to be more than just what Brit is, you know, or to be along with Brit. Yeah, that was a really weird sound. But anyway, um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I usually just, but anyway, um, that being said, uh, the, oh yeah, the hip attacks were flying. Um, this had the, the spot in it that I'm awarding the Simmons award to this week, Charlie, because, uh, it was an avalanche pile driver and, uh, there's only one reaction I could have had to that, that kind of move. Charlie. I mean, it, <laughs> like I just, First, first women's award. Not that that makes any difference. It doesn't really impact. It's just it's how good the spot is. Um, there could have been another spot later on in the show that could have also won that, but I ended up giving it to this one because in the moment it made me go, "Wow, I'm surprised they went for that." Um, yeah, because it's just a, it's a big spot, but it's obviously two experienced wrestlers. So, um, but that being said, Charlie, just before before we move on to your favorite. Do you have any thoughts on this match and, um, you know, just as, as a match and not including a lot yeah, of the other? Yeah, um, here's what I'll say. I think I think this is a step in uh, uh, the right direction. I would like to see, you know, it's it's an ongoing joke, but it's, it's not really a joke. I mean, there's usually one women's match with another segment per Dynamite. And that's, they go back to back. It was, for a while there, it was 930 on the dot. And we were like, man, I mean, this this is not how you get Thunder Rosa over or your current champion over. I'm just referencing her because she was champion where they'd put her on at 930, have her cut a 30-second promo, and then we jump to a match. And 
Yeah, and then 25 seconds in, they'd start playing our music. Yeah, it's like a couple weeks ago, we mentioned, you know, hey, the women are on at 8.30. This is, this is really good. Now what I'd like to see now is two things. And and we're gonna we'll, we'll mentally track these so when that happens we'll reference it because you put it best. Saraya is installing her, whether it's her doing or Tony's doing or you know a, amalgamation of everything. They're gonna try and change this perception. Now, how are you gonna do that? Well, they're gonna have to build more stars. First of all, you got the talent, so that part you got the hardest part down right now. And they've built their talent over the past couple of years. I mean, we've been documenting it on our show. It, it's it's all the time. And, and there's more talent in Dark now, too, which we'll be talking about. And, uh, yeah, long story short, the two things I want to point out. A, women opening the show. I think yep. that's that's the next big step. Whether it's a match, whether it's – we've already done the closing. we and, and I'm sure we've opened the show technically before. But I'm talking from here with Soraya – from here, let's let's open with the women. Um, you pointed out uh, like a big multi tag, which they might be doing. I would this also feels like what this is going towards, but I mean I don't know that. And I want, and then this is important here. This might be the the most important. We need a night where there's two or three women's matches on a dynamite, and no, not just a sixty second match and a three minute match. The two longest matches, women's matches, and it's that's not asking for much. We we have weeks where the tags are the longest. We have weeks where this is the longest, where that is. Let's do two women's matches. And, you know, like, I, I think that's a two things I'm looking forward to now. Opening the show and at least two matches on a Dynamite. That sounds crazy, but for a long time, this was a, this is a legit problem. And let's hope with Soraya, maybe we can see that change. Getting into the match. Uh, Tony Storm... I'm buying her more and more as a champion every single day. I'm sad that, you know, we're not really, there's, it's hard because it is for the interim world title. So it's like, you know, eventually when we talk about Tony Storm's title reign, this match isn't going to be on it because she's not champion because it's technically not a championship match. It's a weird fucking yeah, so workaround. It's- it's kind of like how I felt about John's title reign as interim champion. I was like, it's like we were we're going to remember him as interim champion. We're not going to remember any of the matches because he was never going to lose. It doesn't matter him. because CM Punk wins when he comes back because it was what they wanted was Punk as champion. And I was correct about that. It wasn't that I was being a dick. I just knew that Tony Khan obviously wanted CM Punk as champion. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put his championship on him and then not taken it off of him. Um, Which now Tony, I feel like, I mean, if she keeps this up, She's going to destroy so Thunder It's going to create that situation we, where I was kind of hinting at where we were going to get to be at where John should be champion. And I was already starting to think that at the time when I said that, that John should be champion, even though he's not and he's going to lose to Punk. So then they flipped it on its head. John beats Punk and then they run it back at the pay-per-view, but then ultimately Punk still ends up with the championship. So that doesn't really matter. It did give John the second title reign, admittedly, but... Um, now he's got a third. Here, here's what I will say. I, I think that worked out. It, it worked out anyway because John just gets to be champion now, and that's great. You know what I mean? So, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen for Tony, and it kind of sucks. You know, like and these these ladies. And if it does happen for Tony, from... what the fuck are you doing to Thunder Rosa? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like hopefully, it's, it's hopefully a bad situation. Right, maybe you maybe this should have been. Oh God, Charlie, I'm going to say something that's going to be unpopular. Maybe they should have just put the title back on Britt while while Thunder was gone. 
Yeah, but or, or Jamie or somebody like else that doesn't need it to be a, like to have it as soon as she gets back, you know, like. Yeah. No. It, <sighs> it look it, it, when Thunder comes back, and if Thunder wins right off of Tony, I mean, they'll they'll. Well, I still think we'll she would have been a great option because then she this is going to be a great match. You know, Thunder versus Sheet is going to be awesome. Doesn't matter how like much time you give them, that's going to be a fantastic match, you know. Um, yeah. And and then you don't have to worry about taking a great title reign away from Tony, like. And yeah, that's very true. But here, here's a, here's what I want to I want to say about this match. Uh, the technical side of it, we know Serena Deeb, and she can do it. Mm-hmm. And I thought there were some really good combos, and it really started when uh, Storm she went for the sweet cheek. And Deep uh, pretty much declined it, you know. So it just it ended up working into this nice technical little kind of thirty second thing there, and yeah, it stuck out to me. So I think that's a good sign going forward. I like Serena Deep being kind of like uh, the focal point there, where it's like, yeah, she's a badass and she can beat you, Tony. So I yeah. that was a nice little touch. So jumping into my favorite and. It's no surprise, and it's one of my favorite independent wrestlers wrestling in AEW for the first time. It didn't feel real happening. It doesn't feel real talking about it. It's Chris Jericho and Bandito for the ROH World Championship in the main event. Jericho is doing this thing where he's going to go through former champions until it bites him in the ass. We know where this is going. Jericho Danielson, and they announced that that is where it was going. Uh, is he going to be too cocky and lose to Danielson? Who knows? I really don't want Danielson with that title. I mean, it is what it is. I'd, I'd understand if they did it. But this was a lot of people's, Garrett, a lot of people's first Bandito match they've ever seen. This was only my third, I think. And I, I, I think he did a lot of his stuff. He hit a lot of his good stuff. Now that this, now that he's wrestled here, I mean, there's matches that I want to see so desperately in an AEW ring. Uh, the one that immediately comes to my mind is one of our pillars, Mr. Dante Martin. Um, just immediately, I'm like, put him against Dante. Every time we put Dante against one of these high flyers, he he does well, including the match on Dark this week. Oh my Mr. god! How about Mr. Willard Osprey? Yep, give a Bandito Osprey. Look, there's so many options, and let's. Uh, since we're talking about news immediately after this, we'll kind of bring this in with it. This was one of our news topics. Apparently, AW has offered Bandito a contract after this match because they like his performance so much. That's no surprise to any of us. I mean, as soon as you get a taste of this guy, and he delivered in the main event, he's never cut a promo. This crowd was into it. Yes. How how many times can they keep slipping and falling on diamonds and not jump at that opportunity? Because if Bandito has any success, like Takeshita did, assuming he, he he joins the company, he can, he comes in and is immediately over like Takeshita was. I mean, right. are you fucking kidding me? You got to take advantage of all these opportunities because those are young guys that you can put against your older wrestlers. Your Jerichos, your Danielsons, your Moxleys, and you can turn them into stars, a la Wheeler Yuta, uh, Takeshita. It, it, it happens. Wheeler Yuta had a good week too, which we'll jump into. But oh, Wheeler! I thought 
going back to the match, Jericho is out of his mind wrestling these young guys and putting on a show every time. I, I can't believe Jericho wasn't even supposed to be here right now and he's doing this shit. And he's just shout out Jericho. He gets a lot of shit, but I like this kid. I like I like where this is heading. And you know, if we're going former ROH world champions, uh is Gresham gonna be on that list? We'll see. Uh <laughs> before we jump uh, into news here, what did you think of this one? Uh, I really liked it. Um, I like. I it wasn't my favorite match. Had one of the craziest uh, near falls of the year after Bandito hit the twenty one plex. Oh my! God. Oh my god! I I thought for a second I was like, is Bandito about to just hot shot win this title? I could see it. You know, like I could see Jericho getting the one week title reign. You know. I, just he to got, say he had it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, say, I mean, it's nothing we hadn't seen. So it's true. Um, but I mean, like, I'm saying, like, I could see them doing that, like, if they wanted to put it back on Bandito, but they didn't want to just drop it off of uh, Claudio. Like, I could see that makes sense to me. You know? Yeah. Um, it would be annoying that they chose to do that instead of just putting on a really convincing loss for Claudio at that point, and maybe like pushing it out a little bit further, but. I don't know. And my point is, like, there was a convincing near fall. I was like, oh, my gosh, is he going to win this year? Um, there were some really crazy spots. That avalanche fall away slam almost killed Jericho, I think. Um, <laughs> just they let Bandito do everything, you know? Um, they really fucking did. That will yeah. get you over, you know? Um, especially when you're that freakish of an athlete. Like... I'd like to see him versus Isaiah Cassidy. I'd like to see him versus Mark Quinn. I'd like to see him versus uh, even an aging Matt Hardy or an aging Jeff Hardy, if Jeff Hardy does come back soon, which I think I remember hearing a little while back that that was a possibility. So that might actually be in the next uh, few weeks, honestly. So keep an eye out for that because it just popped back into my head that they had been rumors that he had um, advanced through some amount. Like, I, I know that as Matt Hardy teased it a little while back. Didn't we, didn't we report on it? I don't remember. And I'd um, love to see an angle where, like, the House of Black is targeting him and wanting him. Ooh. And that's how they bring out Willow? Ooh. It would be beautiful. Ugh, anyway. um, But, yeah, no, I, Bandito's cool. Uh, oh, by the way, I like this gear. That was cool. Cool yes. gear. Something we didn't point out in my favorite, by the way, uh, Willow is apparently just under contract because they mentioned her as, like, an AEW wrestler. So, okay. Yeah. I'm cool with that, by the way. I, I, just wish, deal, they, but I wish they would make they, this more clear sometimes because I would like to be able to refer to Willow as an AEW women's wrestler, but I haven't been able to for the last like four months because we didn't know, you know, like. I, let me, I'm going to double check the roster while we're talking. And I, I bet she got added this week because she was in that group. So I mean, that's yeah. how we got Jamie versus Willow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like I, I would end with you. Be a little more clear about this shit, guys. And I understand if a contracted wrestler doesn't She's want to discuss their the contract, the I get it. So. Like I get that Willow isn't like the most popular request for an interview. But, you know, like, it doesn't mean you shouldn't like get that information out there so that people know, like, I imagine there are some promoters out there that would want to know that information so they know whether of or not the, they should try and book them. Yeah, of the 28 days. women on the, uh, on the roster, Willow is not listed. Which is crazy because she was definitely out there in that segment. Did they did they just grab Willow because they didn't actually bring enough talent? Well, I don't in think that they way? update their roster either, and she might be under that. I mean, Sky Blue isn't either, so it's like, oh, there's a lot of injured women. Holy shit! Sky Sky Blue was also out. This, oh, this is so stupid. Yeah, 
It's like they want to say they're signed, but they don't want to. Like, I don't get why. They just assume since we've seen them. Yeah. So let's let's jump into uh, – well, actually, anything else from that? No, pretty much it. So let's jump in. We just have a couple things of news. We already talked about one of them. Um, Soraya's contract. So how much do we how much do we trust these now, right? But uh, according to a report from Fightful Select, AW sources have indicated that the former page signed a three year deal with the company. It is not clear if that includes option years, however, which are commonplace in AEW contracts. It also suggested that the amount of money she's set to earn largely implies that she'll be wrestling in some capacity, was the quote that they got. So, First of all, let me let me be really clear about something. Just because she has a three-year contract and it's for a lot of money does not mean she's wrestling. That does not mean that at all. So saying that just because of the historical precedent of wrestling contracts... We've also not just had a random billionaire just decide to start a wrestling company. So that all that shit's out the window. He could pay you a hundred million dollars, and it would not even exactly. break the bank. And, and what the what Meltzer quoted uh, was quoted writing was, uh, "We are told that she had not been cleared as of very recently, which would explain not touching anyone, but would like to be cleared." So, I'm. It's probably one of those things where in the next three years, if she doesn't get the ability to wrestle, it just doesn't get renewed. You yeah. know. And she's just like a consultant I'm cool GM. She's like the, just kind of the face of your division, and she's doing different stuff, setting up different yeah, stuff. Some people will be uncomfortable that. with that, but it's bigger. It, it's it, what do you? Who else would you gonna have do that? Like Vicky Guerrero, maybe. But then, like, why not just bring in AJ Mendez instead of letting her go to Wow? You know, like. And speaking of contracts, you Roosh. brought in Punk to be the face of the men's. You know what I mean? So why not do the same thing there? You know. Yeah, our boy Roosh officially signs full-time deal with AEW. He got the graphic from Tony. Roosh is locked down. He said he's very excited about it. And what do they do with after his first night under contract? Put him in the main event. So, hell yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, you know, we should, anybody that didn't see this coming after the, uh, the inter, or sorry, yeah, the interim championship eliminator match, whatever you want to call it, that he had against Moxley, that was just a banger. Um, it's like, you know, come on. yeah, <laughs> that match was insane. Um, yeah, so, and then Garrett, I, I, I don't really know how to dive into this one. Okay. I've seen some people saying this is a good thing in the long run. Cause it means they're adding something, this and that, but AW is no longer AW content is no longer airing on space in Mexico, South and Central America. So it is no longer on the service that it was. Um, AEW's comment was, to our fans in Mexico, South America, Central America, and the Caribbean, we want to thank you for watching AEW on space. However, we have an update to share. As of September 30th, AEW content will no longer be available on space, with the exception of Brazil. Starting October 1st, you can continue watching AEW programming on AEW+. AW Plus will exclusively exclusively stream all of AW's weekly shows, including Dynamite, Rampage, Dark, Elevation, Battle of the Belts. So, AW Plus is something that is not in the states; it is accessed um, elsewhere, and it pretty much has everything. So, like, like, like all the dynamites and rampages and stuff. Yeah. I so, I assume space is on. That's like, probably just, just going to come to the WWE or to the WWE to the states at some point. Do you think? Probably right. It maybe not be called AEW Plus, but it might be like a tag, like how how WWE is kind of like a tag on Peacock, like which is what like makes that. you think it's going to be a tag on HBO Max on the company. Yeah, like on HBO Max, you'll have yeah. the AEW. Where the companies where HBO Max isn't, it's AEW Plus, 
Is this a good thing? I don't know, man. On paper, it doesn't look like a good thing. To no, me. no, yeah. It sets a bad precedent because, you know, they're going to look at that probably when they renew it, their deal. I wonder if space is like theoretically cable. And if it's a cable thinking about putting them on your streaming service, you see a different streaming service being like, we're going to drop AEW's content. So I. It's the same library you're going to be purchasing, essentially. You know what I mean? Like. So this really makes me think they're trying to push AEW Plus to because we we didn't talk about that last week but they announced that last week and i don't want to sky is falling sky is falling but you know it is a bad it is a bad look yeah i just don't know i don't know how big fight is that to me it, it looks like a bad look but i saw people saying this is a good thing so i don't know we'll keep an eye on it if in two months we hear that you know viewership in in south america is fucking down 600 percent well well we're gonna know uh, it was a bad thing so, yeah, I don't know. I just it's hard to it's hard to know hey, how this is going to work. Yeah, if you guys are are from that area and you listen to the show, fuck, let us know. Are you guys watching AW Plus? You can just fucking let us know. I'm actually really curious. So yeah, how will this affect your ability to watch it? Will you go to alternative means to watch the show now? Will you will you just stop watching it now that you can't get it? Like, does this incorporate the Spanish commentary? Is this is this a uh, with the same kind of idea that the Spanish commentary no longer works for AEW, is this tied to it? Like, that seems bad to uh, me. I don't think they would just cut the... I mean, unless it was just a necessary budget at that point, I can't see them cutting the Spanish commentary team because there's a Spanish-speaking audience in America that might want to press the Spanish button, you know? But Yeah, um, so... I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to do with this. It's something we'll keep an eye on, right? So... Oh yeah, we always we always try to keep an eye on this. Like it's like I brought up thirst. I was going through. I finally finished up that thirst and stuff. By the way, it was. Uh, I a lot of the headlines popped like a few months ago, but I just finally caught like all the information put together in like one thing, you know, on that Jericho podcast. And like, it, it's it's worth looking at because even some of the stuff they said in that, which is months ago now, wasn't really looking good. So, but yeah, and. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, uh, the Athena, who it was in that Lumberjack thing, it was yes. Britt Baker. Ah, which, so, yes, that's yes. been kind of sort of been building up. For if we go into next life. week with, uh, say, Britt Baker versus Athena and Tony Storm versus you name it, I'm down. Yeah. Um, so, Garrett, if you want to jump into Elevation, I mean, you got an excruciating long show this week. So. Yeah, I got so many matches to go through, but I'll pull through it. <laughs> All right, AEW Dark Elevation episode 82. Opening up the show with a little bit of mixed tag action. We had Sky Blue and Sean Dean um, taking on Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Uh, let me just say, this was a match full of just beautiful people, Charlie. Just, just some good-looking people all around. Anyway, Kip Sabian um, literally looks like a villain. Kip out of Sabian show. looks like a fucking actor, like like an actor actor. Like he looks such like, a cool look, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, so we had a uh, scumbag Ian Riccoboni on the commentary. Um, that's a uh, daddy magic quote. Um, all right. And I also love, uh, Sabian doing an unnecessary, like, doing the, uh, the unnecessary flip. Just good stuff. You know what I mean? Um, also I like, there was a little bit of stuff I liked in this trailer. They did a little, um, so th- something that happens in every mixed tag match is always that little delay when you do the tag of the person having to go all the way across the ring. And yeah, they, Kip said, no, fuck that. I'm putting you back in the ropes and we're just double teaming you. Even though it's not, <laughs> even, I was like, that's fucking genius. That's what I would do too. If I was a heel, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, 
it works. Kip just gets little stuff like that. Um, I, you know what's crazy to me, Charlie? In every match that she's in, Sky Blue sticks out. I don't know what it is, but she always does some good stuff that makes me go, holy shit. Like, for example, in this match, she had a fucking Canadian Destroyer. It is nice, man. Kip also made Sean look like a million bucks in this match, which is not in, you know, it's not impossible to do. Sean's great, but Kip just looked great as well. And then the Anarchist Suplex picked up the win. Um, I'm hoping that this leads to a match with either Ortiz and Ruby or Emi Sakura and Balianaki. So those, I think that I think either of those matches will be a great main event to elevation. And in the main event of the evening, we had Serpentico with Luther taking on Ortiz. Uh, Buster Posey could not clear the streamers out of the ring. Charlie, <laughs> I said Buster Posey, Mike Posey. Did I say Mike Posey? I can't remember. Buster, it's all right. Bust, Buster fucking Posey, bud. Mike Posey. I've been playing a lot of baseball uh, on MLB The Show. Um, fucking Buster Posey, Jesus Christ. Fucking Posey, bud. Fucking, he wishes he was. Um, but anyway, he couldn't clear it. He, I, I don't bet. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here, Charlie. I don't think Buster Posey could have could have cleared the main. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so yeah so uh ortiz does some really good stuff that's just like fundamentally sound like for example they went straight into a wrist lock uh after like a little uh takedown and i just thought that's nice you know not everybody does that you know um like he's wrestling the arm he's he's doing like short arm clotheslines you know like i I I just like I it was a short match, but you know, Fisherman Buster, Ortiz gets to win. I I still think Ortiz could work as the singles, you know? Um Yeah. And then uh this episode of Del Evolution was a little special because it was uh clearly meant to be mostly about um like the message that Hobbs and Eddie had to share about their personal experiences um with dealing with mental health and like the stigma around that and stuff like that. Obviously Eddie had that um i can't remember the exact name of the outlet but that um that sports outlet that he did the article for um and uh wrote in it it's called the players tribune maybe i believe so yes um and it was like that really incredible thing that really one of the things that got him over with the crowd uh even more earlier this year you know and uh you know it's just a really really strong message um uh, there was a quote that Eddie read from Edgar Allan Poe that was to never suffer is to never be blessed, um, which I thought was just some beautiful words that he had to share there. And uh, I would echo the message, you know, um, if there's something that, you you know, are like questioning, like, should I get help with this? Am, am I, you know, is it, is it okay? Just, yeah, go seek the help that you need. You know, it's, it's, I'm I'm with Eddie. No more dead. We can't. It's it's not worth it. You know. Um. So with that, Charlie, on that somber note, but uh, I think a poignant one from Eddie Kingston uh, and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Take us yeah, through Dark. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice message, and it's nice to see uh, guys opening up like that. Absolutely. Uh, we open up with uh, Fuego del Sol defeating Jay Malachi. It was not Malachi. So interesting. Yeah. Um, Fuego, uh, he wants to do more. All right, I got, a, I got, a, I got a hot question for you here, Charlie. And this is actually a real question. It's not just a joke question. I'm not burying Fuego here. Is Fuego a top fifteen high flying wrestler in AEW? 
top 15? No. It's, there's too many good ones. Oh, then what do we do with the guy? You got to get him in a program. and That's kind of what I point with the question is. It's not, not to bury him, but to say, like, damn, bro, you, there's just too many people that do that. You know, like. Lego needs to be in a tag team. I've, I've said this for months. With who, though? Like, who are you going to tag I'm him in with? the Dark Order. I, I, I still, I'm holding on to that until it doesn't happen. Dark Fuego. Stick Fuego in the Dark Order. Maybe it's Evil Uno. Which should, it, the team would have been him and Alan Angels, but that's not happening. And. I don't know, maybe him in the new unmasked Preston. Ooh, no, <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, so he picked up a victory just to get killed. Uh, Layla Gray defeated Tiara James. Facebuster Vin, cool. Uh, Jeeves K with the Trustbusters defeated Gus De La Vega. After a few corner strikes, K lifted up Vega for a Falcon Arrow, and he scored the victory. What do you think about the newest member of the Trustbusters? Anything special? Um, you know what we need? We need Butler versus Stooge. Okay, okay. The trust Butler. Garrett, and then we jump into George Ol defeating Blake Lee. Uh, I don't know what it is with George Ol. He's just missing something. Uh, every rep, I feel the same. I'm like, man, what's... Nothing's changed. I, I remember messaging you about this this week. I was like, I don't know what the deal is. but I don't know what to do with him, yeah. Uh, also, it's QT Marshall, just in case anyone was wondering. Marshall. He won with the pump kick. Um, and then we jump into Anna J.A.S. Defeated Kelly Madan. She hit the Queen Slayer. This is pretty quick. I mean, this was quick work. She was out there with someone. I can't remember who it is. Uh, probably Angelo. Probably. Ryan Nemeth defeated Arjun Singh. Uh, Nemeth attacked before the bell rang. About 90 seconds went by. He hit his signature neckbreaker for the victory. What a look for Arjun Singh. Yeah. Speaking of looks, uh, Leon Ruffin versus Bishop King. Uh, who the hell is this Bishop King? And this guy looks like a million bucks. Uh, <laughs> he, I, I would not be surprised if this is a new name and we've known him, but it's almost like the first time I saw Khan and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy looks like a damn star. Okay. So keep an eye on that. Leon Ruffin with the victory. And I see I Leon. I just want Leon Ruffin for either Ring of Honor or just stick him in AEW. Fuck it. Yeah. Maybe get a tag with him and someone else. Um, and Helico defeated Caleb Conley. Caleb with a K. Shout out, Caleb. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is perfectly fine. The Renegade Twins. He won with the backbreaker type submission also and i quote and helico will tear tear up will tear apart the male body Ooh, okay okay i like it i like it the renegade twins defeated mila moore and milo this was a pretty quick victory robin came off the ropes hit a neckbreaker. yeah yeah nick camarado defeated shaheem ali uh, and this character for nick camarado is a character Listen, that's don't I not, I don't appreciate all this disrespect for big sexy Nick Camarado. How dare you, Excalibur and Taz, disrespect this textual Tyrannosaurus? Uh, I got nothing. GG. Also, it's, also, whoever told Excalibur to stop calling that move the water wheel drop should be fired from a cannon. From a cannon. And then, oh my God, can we jump into this? Dante Martin and Anthony Henry. What the fuck? 
They said, hey, man, go have a match. I I mean, we've been talking about our awards lately. This this has got to be in consideration for one of the dark matches of they the year. They said, boys, you've got four first names. Go have a match. And my God, they did. Uh, I, I'm very surprised that we got this match. This was the main event, as it should be. And it set up a, another a tag match after. But, I mean, these guys went nuts, dude. The They exchanged early on. Dante got his high flying in. Anthony Henry, finally, they let Anthony Henry cook. I feel like we've been waiting for this for months. I've been saying it for months. Every time I saw him, I was like, this guy's got some more than they're letting him do. And it's, you know who else I said that about, Charlie? It was Who's like that? Wheeler. It was Wheeler for the longest time. Um, same yeah. with Daniel Garcia. Actually, I said it about both of those guys. And look where they are now. I mean, they were already known quantities. But I'm saying like, you know, like, anyway. Um, it's just nice to finally get this match. And it, it proves everything that I we always go back to, man. <clears throat> like, Dante Martin is fucking legit. He goes out there, has a good match with anyone. And I'm very, very happy about this. This was a really I nice... I Dante to slow down Martin. just like a, a smidge in his matches. Because I think that's why he almost overshoots sometimes on like those uh, on those sunset flips and stuff like that. There was like a, a bad flip, but like um, you know, I, I think if he just slowed down sometimes and just took yeah. a second to sell some of the offense, or to let some of the offense be sold for him, I don't think he needs to sell more or anything. I'm saying like if he were to just give everything just a, a second more or something, just slow, I don't know. Just, just slow her down a little bit there, bud. Yeah, and I think agreed. it would make it would make some of his impact a little bit more, and it wouldn't feel like his matches go as quickly. But, um, but yeah, that'll do it for dark. I mean, very very impressed with that, and more of that, please. Let let guys cook. That yes. is, you know, and Anthony Henry literally ro- rolled right into like an arm ringer submission out of a cover that didn't go for more than two. Like that was, that's good stuff. More of that, please. Put him in Ring of Honor. Agreed. Agreed. So let's jump into Dynamite. And uh, I'm going to let you take the lead on this, Garrett. We we opened up with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. So we had the, uh, the JAS Ring of Honor Championship celebration. And uh, Charlie, as soon as this opened the show, I, I knew it was happening. Because this is too big. You can't have this go on later. You can't have this go on. Now, how and things ended up going were really interesting, and I'll and I'll I'll get to that. But as soon as we had, you know, and you could see Garcia in the background immediately, just being like not wanting to be there, and you had them all go through, and they all got heat from the crowd. And Jericho talked about, you know, how he was going to be like going through all the champions and all that. And I don't know if he exactly mentioned that yet, but he kind of started planting the seeds for it. And then him and Garcia start to go back and forth. Now, I didn't write down uh, a lot of the stuff that they said, I'm going to be honest, because I didn't, I didn't think you were going to throw to me on this one. But um, uh, just because this is a really technical segment, but um, I can pull it up, I think, really quickly. Well, yeah, it's just um, just in general, like what the notes they were hitting were just kind of, you know, it's it's Jericho celebrating. Daniel Garcia is not happy. I mean, he's he's up. He thinks Jer- he's upset. Jericho cheated. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, 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 yeah, that much, like, basically, it was mostly the things that you thought that were going to be, but, but, like, I guess in my head, like, there was something that was specifically said by Garcia that, like, 
resonated because it was really true and um about like the way that it's been presented on tv like there was something like about how every time that garcia did something jericho had like almost like criticism of it it felt like you know like because like i don't know like you know what i'm saying like there's like this underlying sort of background stuff um and it kind of yeah and 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 here's here's the thing here's what what we're doing with this right right it, are are you a pro wrestler or a sports entertainer? That's the question that was kind of radiant throughout all of this. Because while there were other stories going on within this promo, the one we're all focused on is: Are you a sports rest? Are you a sports entertainer or a pro wrestler? And Daniel Garcia is teaming with Danielson next week. He's going to wrestle Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. First of all, what a match. Unbelievable match. I can't help, but is this a test? Two things. Is this a test for the crowd? And if this works the way we know it's it's going to work, it, I, yes. I truly believe this is going to work. How can it not work? If this works the way it's going to, Danielson and Daniel Garcia, this could be the fucking tag team. And, yeah, and and I was thinking, I was like, wait, but t- technically Brian's still tagged with, but no, because he's world champion. So they're not yep. going to worry about that. So, and I'm glad but, they're starting to mention Brian wants to recruit him to the combat club. He is the fucking member. He needs to join. Yeah, that's, that's it. True. That's the team. Mox, Danielson, Claudio, Yuta, Garcia. And all led by William Regal. What a faction. That is the fucking coolest team. And Incredible stuff. And uh, oh, uh, one of the things he did was he laid out the pizza guy. Uh, Daniel did. Yeah. Can I just say that I, I was joking when I said that this is exactly the kind of guy that Tony would bring back. <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. <laughs> That's pretty good. I brought that into the universe and I apologize to the wrestling world for that. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, but no, yeah. Fucking so, Luigi fucking Primo. So we then get this segment and then it goes into a match right away from the segment that was not previously announced. We don't see this in AEW often, so it felt kind of cool. It was Brian Danielson versus Matt Menard. Regal jumps on commentary. He calls Excalibur a Rice Krispie treat that could snap, crackle, and pop him at any time. <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus um calgary is gonna have a restraining order on william regal by the end of this it's and it's gonna be beautiful this was a fun little match i mean hey matt menard got to wrestle brian danielson in the opening match of aw dynamite fucking yeah, awesome absolutely. for him i can only raise the stock of a guy like menard you know jas versus blackpool combat club continues and yet it still never feels like it loses steam uh the best well, moment was- here was Claudio hitting the ring, <laughs> grabbing Parker, putting him on his back, and carrying him out of the fucking... <laughs> See you later, pal. Bye. No, this was good, man. Uh, Danielson hit that uh, that knee, got the label lock in for the win. Pretty quick, but... I mean, our story here, Garrett, is the tags, the dissension. With all the members that have been getting added to Jericho Appreciation Society, I don't mind them taking away Daniel Garcia. Yeah, honestly. Because you're not going to do Garcia and Sammy Guevara as a tag. And if you're not going to run that as a tag, fucking take take him out. 
Because that tag yeah. would be brilliant. Oh, yeah, that would be a good tag, yeah. The flippy flying and the and the technical stuff. Ooh, yeah, good stuff. it'd be awesome. It'd be a great tag. And if they're not doing that, hey, whatever. We'll eventually get a five-on-five five with the Elite. No, imagine the Elite the versus Blackpool elite. Combat Club 5v5. Anarchy in the Arena. Anarchy in the Blood and Guts. We then jump to a video package from the Control Center highlighting John Moxley versus Juice Robinson. Robinson is one of the very few who have beaten Moxley this year, and if he does it again, he will earn an AEW title shot next week. So, uh, we'll jump more into that uh, when it comes. Interesting stuff out of Juice. He's no longer yeah. signed to Ring of or, uh, New Japan. They made sure to mention that. Yeah. Another video recap of MJF and Wheeler Yuta shown from last week. Supposed to hear from MJF, but Wheeler Yuta stormed the ring. Yuta didn't have a problem with what he and his lackey did last week, but throwing down Tony Giovanni crossing the line. Uh, Yuta said MJF hides behind factions in the microphone, but can't hang with Yuta. Yuta said all the insults about himself before MJF could finally make his entrance. And MJF made his entrance wearing a Mets jersey. Um, MJF said Yuta's from Philly because he couldn't afford to live in New York. He asked Shivani how he was doing and called him a fat old prick. He did end up putting Yuta over a little bit. And he said he had yep. to spank Yuta on the microphone last week. He used a Phillies insult that Yuta already made himself. Yuta said if he doesn't want to fight in the ring, he'll leave him in a pool of blood on Broad Street. I thought that was a fitting line with being in the Black yep. Bull Combat Club. Yuta went after MJF. The guns came out wearing dress shoes, no socks. MJF said Yuta can wrestle him next week in a dump of Washington. MJF said fans didn't deserve to hear his catchphrase, so he had the guns say it. And it kind of works having the guns say it because they're already fucking like Scrooges. So, By the way, this is the guy that they say has no charisma in the Blackpool Combat Club. (laughs) Let it be known. Yuta held his own. Uh, Yeah, the crowd was behind him. And they built the match next week. And even on Twitter, yeah. MJF shared this little thing of him and Yuta wrestling in 2017. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's probably a thousand percent true because Yuta was running all those same circuits trying to get noticed probably, you know. And I, they probably did wrestle a thousand times and they probably do know each other really well. You yeah. know? So what did you think of this segment and where's your excitement for next week's match? Liked the energy. Uh, every time MJF calls himself daddy, it just pops me. <laughs> um I don't know why. Just some kind of something. But um, yeah, Wheeler had a lot of fire. I liked it. And uh, I especially liked it with what happened later on in the show. Um, just good stuff. I really like how they're treating Wheeler like a legit star because he is one now. He's It's him. It's like him, Sky Blue, if she gets on TV more. And, uh, and, and, uh, sorry, Garcia uh, that are like your breakout stars for this year, you know? And I think that's pretty cool, you know? And to catch Jeffy, if they can actually sign him. But I don't know if that's going to happen this year. It might happen next year. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, our, our anniversary show is starting to get – it's looking pretty good, man. It's looking pretty good on oh, yeah, The anniversary show card, dude, looking at it, it's fucking incredible. It's it's looking nice. And we're building up matches to it to hopefully have, uh, have a good show. So <clears throat> let's jump into uh, a video package. Promoting Allen versus Lethal next week. Another good match. We then got AW World Champion facing off with Juice Robinson. They really tried to sell that Juice is uh, no longer from New Japan. Is this them saying he's a free agent and he's coming to AEW? Maybe. 
<laughs> I think it's probably more he just wanted everyone to know that he was a free agent, I would imagine. Yeah. Is this – now, here's the thing. This rock-hard Juice Robinson character is not my favorite version of Juice. I wish they'd kind of go back to that character a couple years ago that was very charismatic. This guy just kind of feels like another dude compared to how – like how much better that character was. And I don't know. I – it's yeah, this slight nitpick about Juice. So if they bring him in, I really hope he changes his character because I do not like okay. his character. I mean, that's fair. Um, but, I mean, they, they probably would do that anyway, just to get it away from what he was doing in Japan anyway. So yeah, but but that doesn't take away from the match. So I thought this match was perfectly fine. Obviously, this was not the best match these two have had. No, but but it it covered its bases, and mm-hmm. you know, it's not a title match, so we're not going to be talking about it when we talk about moxley's inevitable reign but it right. was it was enjoyable you know so uh what, what did you think of this anything stand out to you other than regal being back on commentary yeah i love love regal on commentary um nasty bump through the chair for juice um i dude the at the atmosphere when hangman hits the ring i'm i'm ready for that match hard to believe we've never gotten it but we really haven't and you know what? That's one thing that with the long-term booking that I will say that Tony Khan does save matches sometimes. There was one we got like last week, I want to say, with was like it was Darby or something. Somebody we just had never had Russell. Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy. Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy, that's perfect. And it's like they've they've been in tags, they'd been in six mans, but they'd never had a singles match. And so it was a match everyone knew would be good, but they just hadn't had it yet. And it was great that they saved it for that instance. So yeah, anyway. Um and also hitting that end of the match when Hangman came out. Yes. Uh MJF interrupted from the suite, saying they're fighting to lose, and whoever champ will lose to the generational talent. Yuta appeared from behind him in the suite and beat the living shit out of him. Garrett, this felt like 2019 AEW. And I don't want to make that already feel nostalgic, but I feel like we haven't seen a segment like that with the beating of his ass in an empty fucking, like, in a hotel suite since then. It it felt nostalgic AEW, as crazy as that already sounds. I loved that out of Wheeler Yuta, and it, again, sold the match for me even more. Yeah, I'm excited for that match. I mean, I, I don't think Wheeler is winning, but I, I'm really I'm really interested in that match, you know? Same, same. Very interested in, uh, in what we got going down there. So let's jump into uh, another video package. I, I'm, I'm pointing those out because it's important to know. It wasn't one of our criticisms, at least on the show. I never, I, I never thought about it. But a lot no. of people used to criticize that AEW never do video packages to promote their matches. Yeah. So I, I like pointing them out. They did a Vandito, a Vandito video package. Highlighted his time as champion in ROH. Yep. And basically, I think it sold the point of what we talked about at the beginning of the show. This is probably a lot of people's first time seeing Bandito. So it's they should nice do this to- more. They should also do the thing where you recap the previous episodes of the show. Because there's no there's no streaming service. So you have to do that. Yeah, especially if you're going to play up these feuds even more. So we didn't talk about the promo, so let's jump into the Soraya promo. So Soraya yeah. hits the ring. <sighs> now, here's it, here's what – I'll be the first to tell you, and, and this is not going to be the first time any of you have heard this. Was this the smoothest promo ever? No. And I would I, describe the promo as chaotic. It was a little chaotic. I think she had some bullets that she wanted to hit, and she hit them. It just didn't come out as smooth as she thought. Now, I did like that she played this up on Twitter a little bit. She said, yeah, I was a little rusty. I'm I'm glad she 
because a lot of people are really, really slamming her lately. It's kind of ugly to see. I feel like it's a certain fan base that, you know, she left. So now they're now she's arch enemy. It's the tribalism that, you know, fuck that shit. Uh, she had some points here. Um, she wants Tony Storm. She, you know, Tony Storm's being utilized to her full potential. She brought out all the women and she said she's the best AEW champ they've ever had. Hikaru <clears throat> Shida still is. That got sort of a mixed re- reaction. No surprise there. Uh, Britt Baker came out. Said Soraya did nothing but a catchphrase. And then she did her own catchphrase. Now the line of the night was, Baker said she puts her neck on the line for AEW, unlike Soraya. <laughs> Hers is strong enough to handle it. Damn. Which then, Soraya jumped into a line that, again, I don't think came off as smooth as it did. She was like, you make fun of my name, but yours rhymes with shit. Uh, it popped Taz, at least. Um... <laughs> I don't know, man. The crowd chanting Jamie Hader during Brit's promo. Good on you, crowd. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, w- I'm with the crowd. More Jamie Hader. But, yeah, I mean, eh, they got a lumberjack match out of this. And, you know, here's the thing. Is this the worst promo we've ever seen? No, that was last week with Marina Shafir. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was mean. Uh, but, no, look, it wasn't the smoothest. Right? So, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to jump into some, oh, she's lost her touch. She's awful. Get her out of here. Uh, what did you think, Garrett, of of the precessor to your favorite of the week? Oh, God. That just reminded me of it. I saw someone do an edit of of her saying the, you don't know me. You don't you don't know me. But they cut it in with the action Bronson music. Oh, man. <laughs> so, it's like Hook's theme. I really can't stand it. that promo. <laughs> I, I don't cringe often in wrestling, but that really got me. I didn't cringe, but I remember thinking, watching it, like, "Oh, this is going so bad." Um, I don't know why they didn't stop it. Like, uh, I guess they tried. I mean, what are you gonna do? You just gotta let her go. I guess. Gotta, and- gotta keep these reps in. I will. I will respect that. Get the reps in at least. Oof. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Just get it together, AEW Women's Division. That's that's all I can say. Uh, backstage, Tony Giovanni interviewed the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Johnny. He said next week on Dynamite is National Scissoring Day. Bowen said on Rampage this week that they have an open challenge for their titles. Lee interrupted and said Billy Gunn was the reason they won the titles. Gunn told Lee to tell Swervy had two awards for him. Scissor me. Butcher and Blade were having an argument backstage with Private Party with Andrade and Jose trying to calm them down. Jose said Andrade in charge, and if they don't like it, shape up or ship out. Matt Hardy comes out, says he's there for them if they wanted to join forces again. Again, just kind of playing that up on TV. Yeah, I think that'll be a nice trio here in a few weeks, you know, or maybe a few months. I don't know. It's AEW, so you never know. <laughs> Ricky Stark got a squash against Eli Eason. He hit the Rochambeau, a mid- misdirect spear and the Rochambeau. As I think this shows me he wants Ricky on TV. Oh, yeah. To just do this, this is not out of the blue. I think I think Ricky Starks is lining up for a, a nice big end of the year and 2023. I, I have – sometimes it's just the little things. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is uh, one of them that sticks out. So 
Yeah. Um, and then we had our main event, which we already talked about. So, yeah, what did you uh, – just, I guess, in total, what, the overall, what do you think is Dynamite? It's good. I thought it was a really good show. Um, started and ended uh, pretty strong, you know, starting with you know, Jericho book ending the show. But I think that, in this case, worked out really nicely. Um, I didn't even think about that, yeah. And uh, because now we get the Ring of Jericho, so – uh, so that should be really interesting. Um, like you said, Jericho's going to be running through all the former Ring of Honor champions, so that that's, there's a lot of options there. That you sets know, up some really cool options. There's a, just a really cool guy we haven't seen in a while, Charlie. I don't know if he's healed or not, but it'd be really cool if he faced Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. We got some We got some options. Ooh, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly would be a really good match. Um, but yeah. So I guess I guess we'll go to uh to uh to uh to a dying, rampage action rampage, and yeah. rampage we kick off hot man this the is acclaimed. rampage baby rampage baby we got the acclaimed in their first tag team title defense oh scissor me daddy um, that's just my entire notes is just that why does it work so well I don't know it's funny I guess right um. It's sometimes in wrestling, you know what you know what they say. And sometimes in wrestling, it literally just it's it it works, and you don't know why, but it it's, does. You know what it reminds me of? People are gonna take this the wrong way, but it 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 feels as like fresh and over as like when the new day first got over with the whole bootios thing. You know what it reminds me of energy wise though, of like when Sami Zayn would get Olays for like ten minutes straight. Yeah, Bailey. You know? Yep, Bailey. The oh my god! Every time Bailey goes to England is amazing. Like. Because it's like, it's a comedy act, but at the end of the day, when they get down and dirty, it's fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, I, you know, they did some really good athletic stuff. I mean, they, they, people sleep on the acclaimed ability in the ring because they do so much of the entertaining stuff, you know? So, one of the Max Caster lines was about Adam Levine. It actually kind of popped me. I, I That just hit me at the right, nemo, the right note there. So, what? Are, well, let's, let's jump into the match here. Uh, the acclaimed, defending their titles against the Butcher and the Blade in Private Party. I like that defending it against a couple of OGs. Um, I think the stars here, right? I mean, the Bowens and Caster that they're getting really smooth together, man. Mm-hmm. Like he also referenced Caster or uh, Bowens referenced on Twitter. One of their moves has a new name. I didn't write it down actually, and I don't see it here. Oof. But long story short. One of their signature moves does have a new name. I'm sure we'll we'll catch that was next. It the, was it the neckbreaker backstabber move? Is that what it's we're it referring to? Yeah, because he hits him with the arrival and they hit the mic drop for the victory. But it was another one of their signature moves that they do together, and it had a funny little name. But um, I I thought they worked really well here with Private Party to no to no surprise. Butcher again always looks really menacing. But yeah, I mean, where do we go from here, right? Is this? Do we set up you exactly the third where. match? Do we set up? Yeah, no, you go there. I mean, you got okay. you got Swerve going around saying like there was BS backstage. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the angle they're playing. The so I'll say you in front of the yeah, politicking brother. But uh, I mean, any anything else from this match kind of stick out to you? I guess Butcher and Blade. Is this is this going to be a last title match we see them in for a while? Maybe. Oh, probably, but I mean, unless they get like a Ring of Honor title shot or something against, which I could see that because they're a good tag team, but. Ooh. Um, Butcher and Blade versus FTR? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be a good match. Throw that on Battle for the Belts. 
I, I would actually buy that. So um, I'm I'm just I, I'm this match just confirmed for me. Yep, they're gonna have a pretty decent title run. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun, right? And I honestly wouldn't be shocked if if at the end, like maybe like a private party that's been with Matt Hardy for a little while, but like doesn't get it done, so they all turn heel or something on Jeff or something. Like I don't know, that'd be cool to give Jeff that singles run that you know he wants. So I would like that. Yeah, I would like that. So uh, we jump into a Lexi Nair interview. She's trying to interview the gun club, Stokely Athway, interrupted. The guns mocked all the different tags that FTR hold, decided that they do what everyone else does, leapfrog the number one contenders and go after the AEW World Tag Champs instead. Give me the guns at FTR. I feel like we teased that two months ago and it hasn't happened. Just let them go, man. We've we've been saying this. FTR can get the match out of the guns that we're all waiting for. If there's anyone that can do it, right? It, it would either be them or or the Young Bucks, right? Yeah, just send them out there. Get them. Let them get that signature match that everyone's like. That's the Gun Club, right there. That's why they believe. That's why everyone believes in them. Well, well, Billy Gunn teams up the Young Bucks for one match to become the Gun Bucks. Oh my! Holy shit! That might actually break the simulation. <laughs> Lexanair has another backstage interview with Jade Cargill. Was interrupted by Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. Nyla versus Jade setting that up. Um, that might be one of the first ones where we're actually thinking in a while outside of Athena. Like, wait a minute. That's someone no, that's. I, I haven't believed in any of them, and I still don't. <clears throat> So it'd be nice to see Nyla and Jade because she's not going to beat Nyla in 30 seconds. Well, she doesn't beat anyone with that. Two minutes. Nyla will last longer than two minutes. Ayo? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Lee Moriarty defeated Fuego Del Sol in under two minutes. Here's the thing. I like this new look, Lee. He won with the Border City Stretch. After the match, Morrissey picked up Del Sol with a claw. Choke slammed him onto the mat. I love this because you could tell Morrissey just felt the energy of the moment and he was like, yeah. So, yeah. And he was proud of himself because he was like, I felt that he's come so far since like all the BS with with Enzo, man. Like, I'm glad to see it because I always, I think we always both, we never really said it on the podcast, but even though like he had, like, we both like saw little like touches during his little run. Remember that little four week run he had where we thought he might actually win the championship? Like, Oh yeah, and it was it was something. When we get Lee versus Daniel Garcia at this next ROH event, it's going to be nasty. Babyface Daniel. I just think Morrissey. I I I love Morrissey just getting involved in all this stuff because I I didn't they bring him in for like one match with Wardlow, and I even remember saying that it's like this is a good acquisition. Like they need more big meaty men. I don't know if it was Wardlow or if it was Sean Spears. Either you know either way either or. Either or. When they brought him in, we we were like, this guy's, he's one of the big guys that are actually. He was really so good. different, like because I remember that was the last time I saw him was the last time he was in WWE. You know, I mean, I saw the clip of them in New Japan or whatever when they showed up, but I didn't really care. Like I was like, whatever, you know. Um, yeah. Because it didn't go anywhere, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm interested to see what 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 the firm does, man. Like. I, I don't know where it's going, but there's there's some stuff happening. So, and they're sprinkling them in throughout the, at both shows. So, worth noting. 
In the back, Lexi Nair, again, interviewing Adam Page, Evil Uno, and Ten. It was interrupted by Andrade. Andrade challenged Ten for a match on the anniversary of Bertie Lee's death and dared Ten to put his mask on the line. Ten accepted, but on the condition that if Andre loses, Andre, Andrade loses, he leaves AEW. Page and Stokely interrupted to alert Andrade to some potential contract tampering from Matt Hardy with the private party. <laughs> I respect their commitment to this contract shit, but <laughs> it's kind of whatever. Uh, oh, Garrett, mask versus career match. These actually are matches that feel like they got legit stakes. Oh, well, I mean, that's because people have actually left after them this year. People have left. <laughs> Masks get, get taken off. I mean, these are the kind of matches that... No, you know what? This is genuinely... I've been saying this for how long now? Take Ten's mask off. He's too attractive of a young man. He is a good-looking guy. Preston Vance, and he needs to probably start just going by Preston. You know what I mean? Like... Because they've been calling him that more, but I'm saying like I think they need to start referring him as Preston Vance more because Preston Vance as Preston Vance with his big meaty meat will wait hold on his big meat his big meaty man meat uh, will 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 uh, I think I think the mask honestly is I think that's why he has such trouble coming out of his shell man I'm gonna be honest with you I feel like he's like bottled up in there you know yeah and and. Uh... We got some cool stuff. We need to unleash the meat is what I'm saying. Tony Khan. Was... <laughs> Tony Khan slapped the meat on the table. Big meaty meat slapping meats. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of slapping meats, Jamie Hayter and Willow Nightingale. We then Jesus. <laughs> they were slapping the hell out of each other. No, the, the, the meat was slapping. No, hey, 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 hey. This was Willow like a hit match. A this Willow was hit a, a good match. Uh, Jamie and Willow, I mean, the crowd was hot for Jamie um, earlier, you know, on in the night to the live show. And I like this, man. Look, give me matches like this and I will buy it because this helps both of them. What do you Charlie, I'm going to ask you a question. I, I Has Willow had a bad match in AEW? I don't think so, man. I, I really Maybe one like meh one where there was a, f- a few spots that were like, eh. But it was like not like spectacularly bad, and that might have even been on purpose, as we talk about. Sometimes you don't realize they're layering that stuff in on purpose. Now that could just be some really lame excuse wrestlers have for botches, but you know, like, eh, whatever. I don't care either. Whatever. Work me if you can at this point. You know, <laughs> work me, motherfucker. But uh, but yeah, no, there's some good stuff. German suplex, short arm clothesline, good stuff. Yeah, really good. Promo for Warjo, the new tag team of Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Oh boy, here's the first debate. Yeah, so they're what are they, what are we doing with Wardlow? Right? I feel I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna let you take the take the opener here. What what what's the plan with Wardlow? Do you like the, our first first I guess question? Is we agree on this. I guess we just don't. I first question is this: Do you like the tag? And then after that, what do you – let's kind of – Oh, that's an on. interesting question. Hold on, let's do a little fantasy booking here. Batista. Give me what I want. What, Give me what I want. What do you want them to do with Wardlow? And So, yeah. What do you think okay. of the tag – what do you want them to do with Wardlow next? So, I mean, it's a, it's a good tag team on paper. It's the two big, like, beefy television champions. Yeah. Um – 
and they both have a, a more athleticism than they usually use in their matches because it's just not the style that they're working um, for what's being told. Now, as a team, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I mean, the match that they have was good, you know. Um, but I honestly don't understand the point of not just having either A, them wrestle each other or just wrestle somebody else individually, but obviously they're not going to put like two other feuds for two different television titles on at the same time. So I, it just feels like a, it feels like they're just using this as an excuse to not use either of them with their championships respectively. Yeah. So I'm not into the team as concept. Um, and you also asked me what I wanted them to do with Wardlow. I'd rather Wardlow just start having competitive matches. Because yeah. I think at this point we all know what it like that it this powerbomb symphony shit's just not going anywhere. Um if he was like a heel, it would make more sense, right? But it, it just doesn't really ring with like the sort of organic build that he's had. Like if he had been, it made sense when he was doing it to MJF, but now it just feels like unnecessary. I don't know. Like he can still hit power bombs, but does it need to be like a squash match that's like less than ten minutes every time? Like I don't know. Um, because we've seen a few really competitive matches from Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy versus um, Jay Lethal, and they were both great matches, you know. Um. And but they just don't want to pull the trigger on that for some reason. Charlie, uh, are, uh, where are you at on this? I I don't know. Like as a tag team, I fundamentally hate it. I don't think you can keep doing this with Wardlow. You just did the whole thing. You we so desperately by we I say uh, I'm acting as like Tony Khan. We we so desperately wanted to get him on all out. So we stuffed them in the tag with FTR. Right? I don't even know if they fucking won or lost that match. That's what's crazy. Um, so we stuck them with FTR. Wardlow has only defended his title. What was it? Four times in total? And it feels like it's once a month right now. Yeah, so we debated this, not debatedly, we kind of just went through the facts of this a little bit before the show because I, I just had to bring this up because it was just like, it's stuck in my head so, always. So Wardlow... Why is this happening? What is the point of this? If it was just a one-off thing, it would have made way more sense, you know, like... And what they've done in doing this is they've cooled off Wardlow. And if you would have told me that the week before he beat MJF, that... Six months later, I don't even think it is six months. It was It's five months. It's not even fully five. He beat him in May. If you would have told me in four and a half months later, Wardlow would be cooled off, be in back-to-back random tag matches with people that are over. Don't get me wrong. It's with people that are over, but people don't give a fuck about the match. Yeah. We enter this state now where you've completely cooled him off. He's not getting the reactions. He's probably never going to get those reactions again. It's going to take a long time. I think he can get there again. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. It's 
yeah, because he was the most over guy. That wasn't it's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouth if they didn't push him, just like it's going to with FTR. I mean, you can already feel the resentment toward FTR happening a little bit. Like, and and now we're entering a spot where it's like I feel so weird about it because as a I like both of those guys, I do. And if the you know the the rumors on the streets are, hey, maybe they're doing something with those guys and then swerving Keith. Well, is that just going to lead to one of those guys taking his belt? Are we going to look back on Wardlow's title reign and be – is it going to be the most disappointing TNT title reign? Because I certainly fucking hope not. The Ooh. first match, the first Ooh, match Charlie, don't, was Orange don't even Cassidy. Get me, don't even get me thinking about a Swerve Strickland a TNT title reign. Because you put Wardlow against Swerve right now, Swerve's going to win. Swerve's going to crush him. Swerve is going to him. beat him. And then Wardlow's literally fucked. Swerve's hitting that back kick to the or whatever you want to call it, like that kick to back backward kick nonsense to the head where you knock somebody out, you know. Um, and usually, usually we like to save these, but let, for the reference, we're going to mention this. Wardlow first match with this title was against Orange Cassidy, and dare I say it, that's the only one that's actually felt like a match. Jay Lethal at Battle of the Belts. He beat him in seven minutes. It never really got going. And then his no. other two matches, Nemeth and Nice, 90 seconds. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like we're tripping over our own feet where it's just. Where where do I want them to go? Where do I think they could go? I I almost think you have to turn the hell. Do you have him beat the hell out of Samoa Joe turning someone? Do you? Uh, I don't know, man. I do feel you turn like, Joe because Joe Joe can work a really good heel run. I mean, like in May, this was our biggest baby face. You know, honestly, a heel television champion usually works pretty well in Ring of Honor, anyway. So yeah, so it's maybe. just I actually would kind of like Joe turning on on Wardlow. I think that might help Wardlow get a little bit of his uh, luster back. Maybe and and I think this is but. worthy of having these you know these discussions on because we both bought into the Wardlow storyline so much. Well, it's the one that caught us off guard because like while we expected MJF to take him to another level, we no one expected him to get to where he did, you know. Like Wardlow was poised. I still believe that if they had pulled the trigger at the time, and it ultimately would have been the more correct move, that he could have won the world title. And that would actually, be nuts. And I, it, he probably would have done. He would have done more now than he, that he had. Been. I think. Can you imagine the heat that MJF would get for taking it off of him? Oh my God! It would have been legendary, and yeah. And now we're here. He's gonna do this little bumfuck tag team for a month. It cool. It gets them both on TV. I understand that. This is what I don't want. I don't want people to think. Oh well, at least he's on TV. He's the fucking champion. But yes, I'm. Is this a way to get him on TV as a champion? Yes. Agreed. Yeah, that was something I pointed out to you. We have two television champions. Neither of them defend their titles on TV. Hardly at all. Like, if we're doing this with Wardlow, why don't we bring him back to Dark? Let's put him on every fucking Dark. At least then, he's he's featured more. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I would love that. They had, they've had they had TNT title defenses on Dark before, I think. Like, and next why week, not? Next week, when we're doing our show, and we're talking about this uh, elevation upcoming on Monday, which some of you guys might have already seen, depending on when you watch Eat, Eat Sleep, Leet. There, we got Dalton Castle and the boys on there. We got Dante Martin uh, and Tony Deppin on there. 
I saw Sky Blue is is wrestling Trisha Dora, and it's shit like that, man. We're getting some of our talent featured. I didn't even mention the biggest one, uh, Orange Cassidy and, and and his buddies. The Lucha Brothers hey. are on this show. I mean, if if the Lucha Brothers, who are champions, are featured on Dark, let's bring Wardlow back to Dark. Let's let's do little things there. Do Wardlow versus I don't know. I don't I don't really have specifics. Uh, Morrissey, if you're keeping him babyface. Uh, if you put him against Swerve, he's losing. That title reign's dead. So that's hey, if you want to do that, I'm all for it. Because you and I, Swerve's fucking ceiling is much higher right now. So I, I think we yeah. both simply agree with that. Yeah, Swerve's ceiling is unreal at this moment. I, Swerve, so. Swerve could be world champion by the end of 2023. Like yeah, I, I'd buy it. It's I think once Mox, this is our last title reign of like the. Uh, the first four that we're going to get for a little bit. Yeah, Mox, Probably, when yeah. his title reign ends and we go to MJF, we're not going back to one of the first four. I feel confident in that. We're going to have MJF for a while, and then we're going to go to someone new. I actually think we're going to hook back around to Jericho again at some point, but yeah, I agree. I, maybe maybe not okay. for a while. Yeah, well, I, I think Jericho will want to win that title again before I, I would retires. have to think about that. Right now, my brain's like, they're just going to do the Ring of Honor thing for the next year. Oh, oh, I'm not saying it's any time. I'm saying that, yeah. that I, I honestly, this, okay. Charlie, because of how things have gone, this could be a really long title reign for, for Moxley. Like, I think he's going to get cashed in on It's going to be a bullshit thing, but it's going to be MJF champion. I, I think MJF could hold on. I, there's nothing. It's not money in the bank, man. I don't think there's anything saying he couldn't hold that for a year. He did hold his ring for forever. So, yeah. All right. Well, let us. Yeah, I mean. That's our thoughts on the Wardlow Samoa Joe. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, what are they going to do? We'll just have to follow it. That's all we can say. That's all we can say. We're going to follow it. We'll see what happens. Video package narrated by Tony Giovanni showed Swerve attending Rolling Loud. He's still upset about losing the titles and he may interrupt the acclaimed national scissoring day. If that's part of dynamite next week. Uh, Hey, cool. He'll swerve for the win. Yes. Promo for the upcoming world title match between Paige and Moxley. Uh, the pay, the match is in Cincinnati. I, I, uh, I don't have the date. October 18th? Does that sound right? No. 15th? No, it's 5th, 12th, 19th. It's the 19th. I was doing the dates of Dynamite in my head. All right. Uh, Tony Storm, Athena, Willow Nightingale. Taught me some tickets, Tony Khan. How cool would that be? Uh, Tony Storm, Athena, Willow versus Jamie, Serena, and Penelope is announced for next week's Dynamite. Pack and Trent Beretta for the All-Atlantic title for Battle of the Belts 4. All right, and then let's jump into our main event. Johnny fucking Hungy got the Russell Roosh. Uh, I saw this match on paper, dude, and I was like, oh, that's going to be a fun one. This is a fun main event. I, I almost picked it as my favorite. I really liked it. It was a little was close as well. A little too quick, so I think that's why I was like, eh. Yeah, if it had been given a little bit more time, but it just it didn't work out that way. How much charisma does John Silver have? Like all of it. Yeah. People love him. And John Silver could be like, you know, John Silver, if you I feel like if John Silver wasn't a pro wrestler, he'd be like a YouTuber or something. You know what I mean? Like I could see he's he'd just be funny as hell. Got that personality, you know, like just that entertainer. Like this is what he was meant to do, you know? And my God, does he make it work? This match was fun. This was quick. This was fast paced. 
I, like shows how versatile he is too, because he didn't get that much offense in this match for what he normally does. Like, and yeah. and he, he, he sold did a really good job. He sold the shit out of the uh, Rush yeah. moves. Yes. So, and he got his little fun stuff in there. He got to make fun of Rush with the little laying out in the ring, and you know he got to do some really good stuff. His fire up sequence was really good. I liked that. Got the crowd going. They did a nice mid air power bomb. Um, just good stuff, dude. Yeah, our finish. Andrade distracted Silver. Roosh floored him with a forearm. Roosh hit the bull's horns and got the pinfall victory. After the match, Andrade and Roosh put the boots to Silver and Reynolds. Uno and Ten make the save. Butcher and Blade run out to help their boss. Adam Page hits the ring for the second time. Evens the odds. Teased giving Roosh the buckshot lariat. And Page hit the buckshot on Jose. And they set up another match for the anniversary show that Roosh versus Hangman. Is, is, is that is that a uh, uh, do you think that's one they could run back at full gear? Maybe I could see it. That, that's gonna like be they run another run. match after the anniversary show, and then it does it goes the other way from what you know. what I'm saying like set up. Uh, that's a good that's a good TV feud right there. I'm just saying. I yeah, I I would love it. So that was it for Rampage, guys. Um, real quick, let's run through the anniversary card because it's gonna be a big show, and then I guess. We'll just kind of give like a little excitement level here. Uh, Danielson and Garcia versus Jericho and Guevara. I mean, my hype level's through the roof. Yeah, that's going to be that, – that That should open the show. Agreed. Agreed. MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. It should be good. It should be good. Yeah. It might be short, you know, depending. I like seeing it. Uh, I'm glad MJF's back. Wrestling on TV. We always love to see that. Hangman Page versus Roosh. Even though it was just teased, these are two talents. I think they're going to fucking go all out. Yep. <laughs> The six women tag Storm, Athena, Nightingale versus Hater, Deeb, and Penelope Ford. Good for Penelope, by the way. Yeah, we didn't really mention that when I when I went over that, but uh, been on a little bit of a run recently. Having her back is night and day. I remember saying that with her first match back, though, it looks like she's poised to do some good stuff here, and uh, I'm I'm glad to be proven right by Penelope Ford, which she was always good, but just you know she was gone for a while. You just never know when they come back, you know. Yeah. Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. Oh, another match I don't think we've had. If we have, we didn't have a very good version of it. It's going to be good. Luchasaurus is in action. And then National Scissoring Day. Uh, if you had to guess, who's the dark jobber? That is this is this Baron? Is this Baron? Do we get Baron out here for the for, for Luchasaurus? We're going to get Zach Clayton. Oh God! <laughs> Wait, who the hell is that? That's too good. It's a true jobber. I've never that's even heard good. of it. That's going to be Fuego, dude. Fucker's getting beaten it's bad, true. man. Oh, I kind of feel true. Then Rampage, we got the uh, the career versus mask. You, you think it's career? Or you think it's um, I mean, I think it's a real possibility. I mean, I think we can't rule it out at this point, right? I do think it's a real possibility. I think they're taking off the mask. You know, I, I, I really hope it's that because I think it would be beneficial for – I think it'd be good heat to get back on Andrade. He takes the mask. It continues the storyline of them stealing everyone's masks and disrespecting the Lucha mask culture. Yep. Uh, it would make complete sense, but it would also, if, if this is just Andrade's send off to go back to WWE or something like that, I, you know, that would be really weird, but I could see it, you know, and give him a proper finish. Right. And then battle of the belts next Saturday. Mike JK live on Friday. That's right. <clears throat> 
Wait, we're going back to back live rampage into Battle of the Belts. That's really cool. Apparently, yeah. I don't know how that worked. Ooh, that I one, like but... that more than it being on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Pack versus Trent Beretta. So that'll be a fun little match too. I don't think Trent's winning, but I'll take the match. So yeah, guys, that'll I, be I'll, it for I'm us. Tell you who's beating. I'm gonna tell you who's beating Pack. Okay. And, and it's the one that makes the most sense. It's got to be Kanosuke when he comes back. I would like that. I'd be down. Because then he can take that back to DDT with him and just defend it there. And then they can do the thing on Dark where they have it on TV. Or, sorry, Dark. They can <clears throat> show it on Dark every week, you know? <clears throat> and I would buy into that, and I'd be fully down. I'm sure DDT would love to be seen by an American audience like that. Come on. Oh, God, yeah. You know? Talk about fucking nice for them, boys. Nice for them, boys. But, uh, yeah, that'll be it for us, guys. And uh, thanks for checking out our show. Thanks for checking out Eat, Sleep, Elite. We will catch you guys next week when we're talking about Dalton Castle and the boys. Catch y'all on the flip side. They're going to be throwing boys all over the place. It's going to be wild. Oh, yeah.